Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Mike Ferry Superstar Agent Series. I couldn't be happier about this this little series we're doing. It's it's a pleasure for me, and it's always a treat for anyone that wants to tune into this. And you're in for a real treat today. We have the incredible Cindy Stockhouse with us, uh, and is going to spend a little time with us. Thanks for being here, Cindy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is so great. So. Tell everybody a little bit about where your market is, you know, your production goals. Tell them a little bit about what you're doing. So I am in Indiana, um, the Indianapolis market. And um, we, um, my team is myself and my husband, um, who's the managing broker of our office and my son. Um, but it's just the three of us. Um, as far as realtors, our production 2021, last year, um, we did 88 transactions, mm -hmm. um, very listing heavy. So 74 of those were listings. And um, we were really excited about that. And my coach has, of course, upped my goal this year. So this year, my our goal is 120 transactions. Excellent. So from, from the mid-70s in transactions to 125. So you're taking a nice, healthy jump this year. Yeah, we really are. We're we're focused. We're ready. Um, I'm sticking to my schedule, and I'm going to do it. I get so excited about this. Now, from my understanding, is you've been in the in the industry for a while. How long have you been selling real estate? So I've been um, selling real estate for almost 21 years. Okay, 21 years. So you're a seasoned pro at this. And then, how long have you been around the Mike Ferry organization? So we've only been, do, unfortunately, we've only been doing Mike Ferry for about four years, um, coaching for two years. And goodness gracious, how much do I wish somebody would have introduced me to Mike Ferry years ago? Um, because our production and career just skyrocketed once we did. Okay, so you've been around it a long time, obviously selling. What kind of production were you doing pre-Mike Ferry four, four or five years ago? So um, four or five years ago, we did uh, 20 transactions. Um, I think the most we did was um, 25. And that was when my husband first got his license. He was in corporate America. So he decided to get his real estate license, um, big leap of faith, full time. Yeah. yeah, he left his corporate job and we were doing this. And we started out, um, I think we did 25 transactions his first year in the business. So you, and was that a normal thing to do 20, 25 deals in your, in your, in a normal year pre Mike Ferry? Um, yes, sort of. Um, it was just me. Um, so, and I took care of, of course, the house, the kids, my parents, but I was doing real estate full time. So I would do probably anywhere from 15 to 20 transactions by myself. Okay. And what caused the, you know, what caused after that long, many people that have been around real estate for a long, long time, they, they get set in their pattern and they don't, you know, 
decide to get involved with a you know coaching company. What caused you to decide to jump into Mike Ferry? Uh, well, um, my, uh, my did I mention my husband quit his corporate job? Oh, yeah, you did say that. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. that's a big leap of faith. I get it. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, but yes, that was it. We were. This was it. Full time. Um, there was no other income. There was no second job. We did this full time. And so we really wrapped our brain around um, expanding our business. What did we need to do to make that happen? And our regional manager introduced us to Mike Ferry. And um, I would take little bites at a time because, you know, honestly, when you've been doing this a long time and you're old school and, you know, oh, I'm not going to do that. But I really listened. And um, when I when we decided to go in with both feet, and just jump right in. Gosh, it changed everything. And it really um, it was amazing. Yeah, because this is this is phenomenal what happened. And it's why, you know, your coach and we were talking about some superstars. And I said, and you coach a lot of the best agents in the world. Tell me about some of the superstars. She goes, Cindy. And it wasn't even a pause. And I go, well, what's the, what is that? And I go, and she said, you need to talk to Cindy about what she has done. And so your husband came out of corporate world. Was it a high paying job in the corporate world? Yeah, it was a decent paying job. I mean, it was, um, you know, benefits, uh, good pay, salary, um, pretty stressful, a lot of long hours, but losing that income was a big deal. So yeah. We really did have to figure this out. So the the insurance, the salary, the you know all those things was traded off for let's let's have a business. Sounds like a true entrepreneur, right? Like we we hear about and you do, right? And then the your it sounds like the company had some involvement. We know Carpenter Realtors real well, and the company had some involvement in in directing you and having you see Mike Ferry a little bit, and and you started to jump in, right? Yes, for sure. So what was the first event you went to? Um, the first event, well, the funny thing is, um, we, our company, um, is very supportive with different things and they actually had Mike, they paid Mike to come to Indianapolis and do it just for our company to, to be there. And I mean, we had a day with Mike exclusively wow. and that was, I know that was incredible. And that actually is what made me realize, okay, I need to take this seriously. I need to really um, have some structure and some schedule. And so that's what um, got me really interested in knowing that I was going to take that leap of think, uh, faith and think big. Like yeah. you have to do that. You truly have to do that or you never will go anywhere. Yeah. And I think about this, you know, 15, 20 transactions a year, which is, is, is really a decent income. And, you know, the average agent in North America is doing four, right? So you're, you're making, you know, decent living. Your husband comes in, you get involved with Mike Ferry. And then what I see is this, this transformation. And this is where it really gets fun is, you know, 20, 25 transactions a year, four years later, we have a goal of 120 last year, mid seventies. So help us understand how you were able to make a jump from 25 to 75 and now 120. How's that? How'd you do that? Um, you know, I, I thought about that this week too, especially knowing I was coming into this interview. Um, and I'll tell you, I'm 
if you can't tell, I'm expressive yep, yep. and I'll talk you into a coma if you let me. So um, it was really studying and listening and um, diving into all the information in the scripts. And I realized a kind of a light bulb moment for me was this is not rocket science. Like right. anybody can do this. And what it took me to really go to that next level was um, the the skill that I think I learned through all of the the things that in Mike Ferry was the skill of asking questions, like asking questions to get their objections. What I need to know to, to handle objections, to answering questions, to see their motivation. Am I wasting my time? Do I even need to go on this appointment? And asking questions during the um, presentation or at when I'm at the appointment to lead the conversation the way I want it to go and to sign the contract. So um, once I realized it's just really um, my schedule, consistency and ask the questions that are right there in the scripts and you're going to do it. I mean, if you do that and um, really pay attention to what people are saying, you're going to do well. You know, so I, I only wish that Mike Ferry was on with us right now because you have just spoken music to his ears and mine is the the magic of learning how to ask questions in our job and how far that can take you in terms of production and profitability, right? Yes, it's huge. And I get it for an, for a person who is very, um, wants to talk and tell you everything about, you know, their self and, and all of that, that's great. Um, but in business and in real estate, um, you have to learn and teach yourself. It's something I had to teach myself mm -hmm. to ask questions and the right questions too. So how'd you go, like, what specifically did you do? Now, I'm assuming then that you transitioned your listing presentation from a, a typical presentation, which is all statement-based and big grand statements, and you, you know, you transitioned to our Mike Ferry approach to presenting, which is just question-based. What'd you do to actually pull that off? Um, Role-playing okay. was a big thing. And um, with basically my husband and Tom, our regional manager, um, other people in Mike Ferry in our area um, and just practicing and really practicing just by myself, mm -hmm. just stay in the scripts. Um, and I'm still not as good, honestly, at the presentation as I would like to be because I was getting better and then COVID, right. you know, and then our presentation changed kind of, you know, the Zoom thing or you're talking through a mask. It just was weird. So I am back and has me working on my presentation and writing it out and saying it and listening to it. And um, she wants me to record myself and I still haven't done that, but I do need to do that. Um, so to get it down to where it's, I don't have to think about it. And um, you know, that that's it. The objection handling is huge too, to really get those in your head as well. But that was it, it was role playing and practicing. Man, you know, um, and we're speaking to such a broad audience, uh, you know, new agents, agents that have been around Mike Ferry for a long time and, and people that are just tuning in to what we do and have found us on the Internet somewhere. And you say the word practice and, and most of the world's like, what? 
what, what do you mean practice? We don't do that. That's not, that's not real estate, right? But so <laughs> right. you would say that really one of the, the fundamental um, cornerstone pillars of your success in this huge jump in production is your ability to shift that presentation and ask questions and, and it came through practice and role play. Correct. It really is. It's almost like when, and I had to think of it as when I saw the scripts, I had to think of it as acting. I mm -hmm. mean, and I'm not an actress, but when you're doing scripts, when, when actors are doing scripts, they have to practice them because they have to be perfect. And they, because they practice them and they have to be perfect, they don't sound like a script. They sound like a person on that you think is really that person on the movie or the TV. So that's kind of where you have to be. You have to get it to where when you're asking these questions and you're talking and you're doing your presentation that they don't feel like this is the same thing you say to the next presentation you're gonna do, it's just them. And so I think that's in my head where I had to get the practicing from is make it sound like um, it's natural. Fascinating. So you just took on the role of an actor, actress that's going to present and took that mindset on about presenting the dialogue. And that way you could overcome any hangups you had about it and, and just made it your own. Oh, it's, it's truly, right. truly, you know, I mean, we, yeah. Everybody pay attention who's listening, okay? <laughs> it's great, right? So I, you know, one of the things that we look at is I noticed that you have a fairly broad scope of, of price points where you are. So when, when I look at price points, you know, tell, tell me a little bit about, you know, what, what's your average price point? What do you typically represent in the sales, this, these sales that you're doing? That's funny. So um, yes, Indianapolis and Indiana, central Indiana is, kind of diverse with their price ranges for sure. And um, I last year, well, almost a year and a half ago, but last year specifically, um, Ann and I, I told Ann I wanted to bring my price point up. I, I really, that was a goal of mine. Mm -hmm. And you have to actively do that. It's not something that just, well, I guess it could happen organically, but it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted to do that. So we started working on that. But um, also my husband and my son, and my son is 23 and he does real estate full time. Um, he'll take a listing. He doesn't care. Like, you know, whatever yeah. price range where he'll just go. So our team, me specifically, the Stockhouse team, we kind of are diverse in all in our listings. So if someone looked up what I sold, it could be anything from a hundred thousand to, um, you know, 1.2 million. Mm -hmm. So, and 1.2 million is a big deal in this area. Um, right. our, our average is like 250. So, um, you know, 300,000 in central Indiana, so Indianapolis. So you've got with a family business, your son's involved, your husband's involved and your son's, uh, you know, obviously younger into the industry and he'll take listings, um, you know, across the board, obviously get listings, but you've on purpose been pushing to drive your price point up. Yes. Yeah. I specifically do do want to bring my price point up so that I, it's so much easier. Gosh. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, you know, it's, it's easy to say, you know, I want higher price points. We all would, but what do you do to actually pull that off? So Ann and I came up with a couple of different strategies, but one of them was um, calling old expireds, pulling up old expireds in the price range I wanted to be in wow. and just calling them and talking to them, doing the scripts and um, getting the appointment. And then when I did get one, really work it hard, like 
over market it, um, send out those postcards and make them nice, big postcards, not the little ones, um, just listed, just sold around that neighborhood, um, door knock when I can even um, to introduce myself, um, to get them to know me as an expert in that area and in that price range. Um, that was the big thing. Um, one of them was a $1.2 million um, home. I called one old expired and um, that one didn't work out. She didn't want to sell. But that last thing you ask that Thomas taught me before you get off the phone. So let me ask you, who do you know that would like to buy or sell in the area? And she gave me her friend had a $1.4 million listing that had expired. And I ended up getting that listing and had buyer and seller when it sold. Okay. So what, what I understand is if you're going to reach out and you're going to prospect, you get to choose who you call and you've decided to chose, you chose with, and you chose to take some old expireds, call them, but let's stay in the upper price point. If I get to choose where I'm prospecting, let's go after what I want. Right. And yeah. then the beauty that I heard in that is Tom Myers, you know, you're incredible that would say, you know, who else do you know? And, and your, your connection to that and asking who else do you know, then brings this $1.4 million sale your way. Right. And then you're really putting in the work to market it and call around it and do all the things. So you're just expanding that side of the business. Yes. Yep. And making sure it gets out to all my sphere and their sphere. Um, funny thing that also I learned um, was to ask that person, the, the seller to say, so who would you like me to call to let them know that your home is on the market? And one of my higher, um, you know, one of my sellers in a, a $1.2 million sale, he like gave me his sphere. He, I got like 50 numbers and people to call. He goes, oh, that's a great idea. I don't have time. So here, and he gave me his database. And that was incredible. That was a great question too. Well, the outstanding, right? Who, who would you like me to call to present your property to? And you got the whole list. Yeah, who do you know and that that you work with or you know anyone that you want me to make sure they know your house is listed for sale and wow that was a that was a gift. <laughs> this is excellent. Boy, I hope that I I can hear pens and pencils scribbling on something. Uh, people better be taking advantage of that and and writing these thoughts down if you want to expand and grow your business, right? So what's the what's the hang up? I always like to see the other side because you're doing these phenomenal things. Uh, you know, volume of transactions going off the charts, price point going up, obviously money going up. Well, if I, if Anne was here with us, your coach, um, what would be one place that she would say, "Yeah, Cindy, let's get this on record that there's something that you need to improve in in this progress." Well, we just had that conversation yesterday. Okay, good. <laughs> um, she she got me kicked back in the right direction. Um, actually consistency and um make contacts not hanging up not stopping my prospecting until i have the contacts i'm supposed to have and not letting distractions come in with you know closings and transactions and not looking at my phone and answering every message just focusing when I'm prospecting on prospecting. And if I don't get my contacts in my two hours or my three hours, because I do three hours a day, then right. maybe I need to prospect for four. Okay. Maybe I need to find time, but um, she's not going to take um, me not having my contacts in there when we, in the numbers analyzer, when we have our call. So there are so many things 
that can slip between, you know, I'm prospecting, I've got my headset on and I'm making my call. I've been here for the hours. And then she has you locked into, am I talking to the right amount of people, the actual contacts? Yes. Okay. And they have to be true contacts, like someone, okay. uh, an expired, a seller, past clients, fear something that it can't just be, you know, a random phone call and I'm going to mark it on my list as a contact. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that just mirrors Mike's uh, message that's been rattling by email, by land, by sea, by air. Uh, in this world, we have to talk to enough people. Yes. Good job. So when you get that consistency and you dial that down a notch or two and you get consistent on those contacts, is there anything else you see that has to be done to get through this 120 this year, 120 transactions? Um, well, we're, I believe it or not, we're just now hiring an assistant. And that was um, something that we have been planning on doing and tried and it didn't work out in COVID and, you know, all these excuses. And that's what Ann told me at this last call or a couple calls ago, no more excuses, you have to have an assistant because that's what's seeping into your um, prospecting is these transactions and inspection responses and just all of this stuff. So, um, getting a, a good assistant and making sure I delegate these things to them. Um, that's huge. And honestly, I would say number one, even before anything um, is mindset. Okay. Before I get on the phone, letting all the other stuff go and getting my mindset right for those calls, the positive, doing some affirmations. My phone makes me money. I am a powerful listing agent. Those things I will be saying standing in my office by myself and I'm just getting my mindset right. That's huge. Huge, huge. So I, I was a little shocked and, and just because in the world today, right? In the world today, people tend to hire 98 people before they make a sale. Right. That's the that's the universe today. Right. Uh, everybody wants to hire this huge team. They haven't even listed a property yet. You've been at this for all these years with all this, you know, real true expertise in selling. The production is getting to these levels and you're just now getting an assistant. Wow. So you didn't jump into that whole game of hiring a million people. No, no, I didn't. And uh, that would be attributed to my husband. That man, um, I think he knows the first dime he ever spent. Okay. <laughs> so good, good. He's going to be frugal. And um, so I wish we had of, to be honest with you, I would say that if we had have done this before, my production would probably be higher. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that's something that I wish we had have done. But um, I don't, I think some people over hire and then have to backtrack later. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I gotta tell you, uh, you know, across the board, this, this pathway that you're on is so, so pure in so many ways. So, you know, anybody that's out there, that's been at this a long time and they're listening, go, you know, I don't know if I want to take another big step. Okay. From 20, 20 transactions, 25 to 75, and now to 120 and basically a four or five year window. Um, I don't know anybody that wouldn't be interested in that kind of growth that you've done. Okay. So just a last thought for us, we could, you know, I, I say this all the time in these interviews, whenever I get somebody that's doing phenomenal things, I could go on forever. Um, what advice would you give to people that are here today, both coaching and non-coaching alike? Wow. That's a good question. Um, I would probably say, hang in there. Um, just don't give up, just keep going because sometimes, especially when you're prospecting, um, you get hung up on a bad call and 
um, you think, oh, I don't want to do this again, keep going because the next call could be the listing. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something I took from the retreat that um, in 2022 is, is going to be huge for me is the think big that Mike was doing at the retreat in Vegas that stuck with me and that really resonated with me and um i'm thinking big this year and i'm i there's things that i want that i've kind of put off or said you know maybe i'll never have that i'm i'm gonna have it and i'm gonna do it so thinking big beyond what you're used to in your comfort zone i think is huge you know it's it's um you know for all of us right um we can go through big windows of time without expanding our thinking at all and wonder why we're not making more money um the brain goes first right so if we can expand our thinking, you're right you're right on the money you're right on the money well this is a treat uh it's it's been awesome um thank you for taking some time for all of us today um we appreciate it cindy and and uh let's have an incredible year this year? Yes, let's do it. 2022, here we come. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.